Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about torturing your character. <laughs> okay, not really torturing, but we're going to talk about why your characters do need to suffer uh, for the good of the story. And the short answer is they need to suffer because we want them to. <laughs> I mean, like, how many times do you open a book and, and, and you're reading it and you're, and you're secretly thinking to yourself, Oh, gosh, I really hope nothing happens in this book. <laughs> like never. I will say there is a very particular genre. The slice of life genre actually doesn't have a lot of suffering in it. I will say they probably do have some minor conflicts, but the stakes are very, very low. So that's kind of like its own little niche. And I'm just going to like set that aside and say that's not the genre we're talking about today. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. Are you talking about like, what kind of book specifically are you talking about? What What is a slice of life book? It's, it's more in, it's less in books. You're talking like chicken soup books? <laughs> no. Because I'm like, those are suffering, right? They suffer. People suffer. Um, It's less in books. It's moving into uh, starting to like seep into books, but it actually originated as like an anime genre um, from the first I ever heard of it. It may have started somewhere else, but that was kind of where I started to see it be popular. And it's very much like a just here are some people going through their lives. It's kind of like a fan fiction coffee shop AU kind of vibe where like just there really isn't a lot of conflict. It's just like people living their lives and it's like a little kind of comfy warm hug. So it's a very different genre because it's not it's not following like a traditional three act structure or save the cat structure or any you know interesting. I'm like I'm trying to imagine it without suffering. I, I need to find one of these books and read it so that I can know. But for now, let us move on. Well, like I said, I don't I don't see it a lot in books, but I am seeing more cozy books. Okay. So I think it's starting to like seep in, but the cozy books I've read do still have stakes and conflict. Yeah, I just wanted to say, because I was like, somebody's going to come in here and be like, but what about slice of life books? And I'm like, that's different. That's different. All right. I need to <laughs> read one so I know. But, but for now, we'll move on. And maybe later we'll do... Maybe one day I'll read a slice of life book and we'll be able to talk about that. <laughs> but in most genre fiction and even literary fiction, um, you're going to want some form of conflict. In Western storytelling, there are other storytelling modes, but we, we're both used to a more Western storytelling standard. In that sort of story, you you want your characters to suffer because if they're just like happy all the time, it's boring. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel, you know, a character, a, a book is at its core about change. It's a change between mm -hmm. page one and page 300, 400, 1,000. It is, a, it is about the change that occurs between the beginning pages and the end pages. And the change typically occurs because somebody is suffering from something, whether it's mm -hmm. suffering from 
being fired from a job, suffering from loneliness, um, you know, no adventure, suffering from, you know, just moving from point A to point B. When we say suffer, we don't mean like torture, not all the time, you know, like (laughs) we don't mean always torture or bleeding or sickness. We mean like something that is as hard to get through Mm -hmm. um, because that's what makes a story a story is we need to get through things because we desire change. And when we desire change, that means that something in our lives is not quite right. Mm -hmm. For instance, I would say Harry Potter was suffering from a lack of identity, right? And so as Harry Potter got his identity more and more, and I hate to use Harry Potter because reasons and (laughs) yeah, Because of very obvious reasons. But Daniel Radcliffe wrote those books, everybody. It's fine. (laughs) You know, as the books go on, he he is finding more and more of his identity and more. And that is almost suffering in itself, because, like, there's a lot of things that happen when you discover parts of your identity. Like, for instance, you're the evil bastard who tried to kill you, for instance. (laughs) You know, like, lots of things happen as we're changing. And that's the kind of suffering we're talking about. I was going to say even like the cute, cutest, fuzziest rom-com story has some suffering in it because there's, especially if it's a traditional romance story, there's very well-known plot beats in there. And one of them is the oh, yeah. like third act breakup. And that's the suffering is the like, is this going to work? You know, it's going to work. You know, it's going to But you're like, is it going to work? <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't know. What if this time it doesn't? Um <laughs> That's part of the joy of the genres. You're like, I know it's going to be fine, but there's that moment of like kind of flirting with it, not being fine, but your character is going through, they're going through it. And so I think for me, part of it is you mentioned the change um, and that is important, but also I do personally like happy endings, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like they have a lot more impact if they feel if there's a contrast, if they've like gone through hell to get there, you're like, oh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, no. Happy endings feel way better when there is a lot more suffering. I would urge you as if you're writing um, and you're working on a book right now, look at the conflict you have and look at the end and then just what happens, like ask yourself, what happens if I take this conflict and I make it just a little bit harder on this character. What happens? What does it look like? Because I think, you know, in my own opinion, your ending will feel better if the suffering is worse. <laughs> you know, and I know that's not for everyone. Not everyone wants lots and lots of suffering. I'm a person who loves to read a character that's been through hell and and just, you know, just explore it. What does it look like if I make this situation a little bit worse before it gets better? For me, at least when I do that with my books, I'm like, wow, this is this is better. This hits harder. And that's what you want, right? I am going to drop right now spoilers for the Grishaverse trilogy, the Shadow and Bone. What is the three names? Shadow and Bone, Siege and Storm, and Ruin and Rising. I had to remember what the name of the three is. Spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. But the books have been out for a very long time. So uh, it has one of the like sappiest like most saccharine epilogues i have ever read it's like white picket fence they lived happily ever after here's like the quick summary of the rest of their lives and it's all fluffy and sweet and i was bawling because the characters have suffered their friends have died they went through like 
all this stuff to try to get the, and then you're like but they got there in the end <laughs> and, but if it, if they hadn't gone through that much suffer in order to have an ending that sweet and sappy you had to have an equivalent way that they earned that ending for it to feel balanced in the story mm-hmm. yep and i know that this is part of one of the other things i wanted to touch on real quick is that this is very very hard as an early writer because you really fall in love with your characters especially if you come from like fan fiction where you kind of have like your ocs and especially if you do write fluffier fan fiction it's very hard to be like i'm going to do bad things to these imaginary people that i love <laughs> Yep. One of the things that kind of helped me with that was a just writing enough that I got better about like being okay with it and reading a lot of books and studying a lot of books, but also stuff like D and D can help because you learn to be like, I love this character, but this story is better when we all go through a lot of shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many times the DM I have sat down at my table and. We start a game and, you know, four hours, five hours, sometimes for us, eight hours go by <laughs> and we get to the end of the day. And I, and I think, wow, why was that? Why was that D&D session not as good as some of some of the others? And sometimes I'll get to the end of them and I'll realize, wow, some of my characters have really some of my players, their characters have really come full circle. Like they have solved a lot of their problems and the story mm. is kind of slowing down because there's not enough pressure. And at that point, what I end up having to do is I'll, I'll take my, the characters that are doing the least aside and I'll hit, be like, Hey, Joe, like, <laughs> can we talk about what you want? Like next for your character? Because like, I think he's kind of not being pushed enough because there's not mm-hmm. any, there's, he doesn't have any questions that need to be answered. You know, he's not, he's not striving for anything right now. There's no change taking place. How do we, how do we do this for him? How do we make this better? And the moment that we we talk about that stuff, suddenly the game will get so much more intense. And when a perfect game happens, when all the characters are balanced and they have their own things going on, they have their own pressure. And usually there's one person and this person is typically called the party face in the D&D community. <laughs> it's the person who has the worst suffering. The, the one that is dealing with the biggest changes, the one that the party decides to follow. Um, so you, in, in the same thing, parallel to writing a book, you want your main character to have the biggest, the biggest amount of this. And then you mm-hmm. have other characters that are own, they're, they're going through their own stuff. And that sort of keeps the book flowing. It, for my D&D games, it keeps the game flowing. It makes it very intriguing and exciting for everybody at the table. And that's the exact thing that you want for your readers. You want your readers to be into every chapter, whether or not your main character is at the front forefront and, and that suffering sort of pushes it forward. Um, and yeah, when, when the suffering ends, the book ends, you know, we don't want my D and D game to end. So we just keep <laughs> adding in more suffering because we're not ready yet. You know, I think you touched on something interesting, which is that creating this sort of suffering in your characters, even minor angsty suffering does in, it, it develops tension in the story because it gives you unanswered questions or a resolution that isn't there yet. For example, in my rom-com, they're going through the third act breakup and they're sad because you know they've broken up you have the tension of like wanting that to be resolved and so you're you're keep reading because you're like i want to get to the happy ending in that case you know there's happy ending but in other books it's like are they gonna get a happy ending 
it's you want you want an answer and so creating the suffering helps create questions and anticipation in a way in the reader yes and that you can't get the reader to finish your book without anticipation. Yes. <laughs> and that is why your characters need to suffer because you don't want the reader to put your book down because things aren't driving them forward enough. The character drives the story forward. The storyline does too. Sure. The, your plot drives the story forward, but your plot means nothing if your character's not driven by something. And that is why your characters need to suffer. Um, there's really no other better way to put it. Like, I can't think of anything else to say aside from that, because it's just, it's so important to have this. Mm -hmm. I've seen many writers that are very plot focused. They have, you know, they have their adventure. They want their character to go on to return. Um, so a, a very typical fantasy one is a character is, is, a. Uh, driven to go collect a sword or some instrument of power from a place far, far away mm -hmm. um, or return a, an instrument of power to a place far, far away. And so they have this adventure that they need to take from A to B. That's the plot. But the thing is, is on the way, on the way there, they need to be driven by their own goals, their own, their own needs, their own developments. And, and that is where the book happens because nobody is going to follow a character from one place to another and not be involved in something else um there has to be reasons it's hard um otherwise we don't care uh and that's that is why <laughs> that is the yes. answer um yeah. we're coming up on time but i just want to say one final note if you do want a, a writer to read and study this i would recommend my fave robin hobb <laughs> read the farseer books oh god does he suffer because <laughs> she torments the hell out of poor fits poor fits cannot catch a break and you're in it the whole time you're just like it it's i think it's done so well because it never hits a point where it's very there's so much of it and yet i'm still invested and i'm not just like sad about it i mean i am sad about it but you know what i mean i'm not like yeah i'm not it's not depressing me there's some grim dark where it's like suffering on suffering on suffering and you're just like this is too much and i am now very sad she she balances it well yeah but the character is very sim you can sympathize and empathize with mm -hmm. him and you want him to get better mm -hmm. so you keep turning pages because you want the moments where he's getting better and without the suffering you would never want that so good job yes robin hobb yeah <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say on it. I don't think I do either. So yeah, I think we that's did it for good. this one. Yay. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining us every other Friday. You can also join us at 7.30 PM Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.